so excited to jump into unit three, chapter four with y'all, the visual system and the eyes. This is a great one. The eyes are the window to the soul, all sorts of amazing poems and verses about our eyes. It just never ends. They're so useful and helpful. We like having them. Most people have two. Not everybody does, but most people have two eyes and we want to keep them working, functioning for as long as possible. What is really sad is that just like looking at a computer screen or a phone screen is negative for our eyes and especially I mean, all of us are right now on in the evening and looking at blue light in the evening is bad for our eyes. I have my, I have a couple pair of blue light blocker glasses that I typically try to wear while I am on my phone or computer. What's crazy is actually we shouldn't be exposed to any blue light after about 12 o'clock or high noon in the day because it's the it's a quality of light that we get around that time of day and not afterwards. So the later we get it in the day, the harder it is for our brain to really say, hey, it's evening because our brain goes, I'm getting the stimuli that it's the afternoon. We should be hunting for food still and we should be active. And so you have all seen in your feed, we have all done this. Um, you've seen people say, I was just scrolling my phone for hours last night and I couldn't fall asleep. I wasn't tired. And of course, we're, we're all thinking, ah, we should get off of our phones to go to sleep. We should get off our phones even a couple hours before bedtime. Not super feasible for those of you on the East Coast who are so graciously joining the Zoom calls. Um, so I appreciate you doing that. And if you feel like it's bad for your eyes, of course, you can just listen and not be looking at your computer. Um, you can also turn the color down on computer and phone screens so you don't get as much blue light. Um, Elaine, are your glasses blue light blockers? I know most glasses, you can get like the filter applied to them. These ones are, these are just readers um, that I got that have blue light blocking and I don't wear them often enough. Um, but yeah. on my next prescription one, I'm going to get the blue light and then blocker and then I don't have to have yeah. glasses for yeah. things. So yeah. these are actually prescription glasses as well. And they also have the blue light filter I think most places it's free to get added on now, I feel like. And I also have a pair of just really cheap $20 blue light blockers that I got from Amazon. And I'm not sponsored by this company, but I am going to give a quick shout out to Blue Blocks, I believe is what the name is. Blue, B-L-O-X. Um, it makes some fabulous equipment and I just want all of the things that they have. So <laughs> if you need to get yourself a Christmas present, <laughs> the um, price tag is Christmas present worthy. <laughs> so you can go check it out. Um, one thing that I really want from them is their um, 
is their uh, face mask, their eye mask. Uh, it's supposed to just be the best in the industry. So I would love to try it. But interesting thing that I learned when listening to an interview of their founder, he said, you know, of course we try to block blue light from our eyes and things like that, especially while we're sleeping, having your room perfectly dark. Um, even if you have like a master kill switch for your house, you can shut off all the power. That's what I want to do. I just kind of convinced Carrie to do it, but, um, getting power shot off your house, power running near your bed can actually make you groggy, um, because it's stimulating. But anyways, um, Wes and a price, I think just did a post. Was this a recent post or a couple weeks ago? I can't remember about electricity, which, um, you can go in and read that guy has an interview and a book and everything, but, um, he said, I found this so fascinating, but he said that if you are sleeping in bed, say, and your partner gets up and opens the bathroom door and you're sound asleep, but like, you know, your arm is out of the blanket, you've got your like eye mask on and the light falls on your skin, not your eyes that falls on your skin. Your body actually takes that in as a signal and <laughs> will start your um, deep, your um, melatonin cycle over. So your melatonin cycle peaks at, I think, 2 or 3 a.m. And so anytime that light, a car drives by, its headlights shine through your window, there's a street light outside, you have a motion-activated floodlights in your backyard. If that light touches your body, it starts your cycle over. I was just so mind blown by that. And it really made me grateful. Um, right around when I listened to that was when we moved out here and we have the ability to have every single light off. And the only thing you really have is starlight. And there's some nights that the moonlight is so bright. You literally think there's floodlights in the yard. And so I was thinking it'd be fun to learn about what the benefits are of moonlight on our body. Oh, that's my phone going off. I was like, what is that sound? Hold on. Well, I'm just going to jump in while she's not, not there because my grandma had my dad. She said that she put on a red light in the corner of the room, left it on in the nursery so that when she went in to care of him, there was no like shock of like the light and that's what they say about like the diffusers of the kids ones to put it yeah. on the red one if they want a nightlight because it's yeah. not affecting them in the same way. Well, not that's as bad. And do. it's something yeah. I noticed when I first got a diffuser and I loved the like rainbow cycle and I was had it on in like one corner of my room and I thought I, it scared me so many times. I thought, did that just unplug or did that just like shut off because all it would go to the red and it would get so much like darker in the room that uh -huh. I thought it was off. Yeah. And I, it took me forever to realize, okay, it's just the red light part of the screen. Right. <laughs> right. The, uh, there is definitely, um, Jennifer Wright, who a lot of, you know, um, she's, um, connected to me through young living, which is awesome because I was going to make her be connected to me somehow because she's like amazing. And I'm like, you need to be my friend for life. So, <laughs> but she, I remember going to her house at, um, years ago before we had young living and she had in her bathroom red lights. And I was like, well, that's so weird. And she goes, yeah, my husband wants red lights, you know, for the kids. Cause when they come in the bathroom at night and I was like, what? that's so intense. Now I'm like, yes. <laughs> so we can all yeah, be. It's so of funny. Cause my, my grandma had this like big pendant light. This like with like big white thing, and she bought this like not like 
but like one of the like a chicken heater she would have that over like she would put it over that and she was in pain and stuff she would use that chicken heating red light no. um no. and I don't think it's probably not the same as like our red light therapy but I think that was her idea of something she knew a little bit about and she always said it helped it might have been a heat I don't know because I don't know if that's like the same type of red light mm-hmm from that well yeah and I don't know either so I couldn't say about that but I do know um we heat our house with just fire right now and when you sit downstairs and stare everybody has probably stared into a fire at some point in time and it's so amazing and relaxing and those red orange and yellow light waves are actually calming and beneficial for your mind so when you're camping and you just want to sit out there and stare at the campfire there's more to it than just you know that you love staring at the campfire there's actual reasons biological reasons why your brain is enjoying those um, red and yellow lights. So what's interesting is the sun predominantly puts out the red and yellow light, but it does put out some blue light. However, in our life, as far as all artificial light sources go, we get almost exclusively blue light, very little red or yellow light. So it's interesting because our brains are getting completely wired differently. And you know, if you can tell the effect of being on a phone or computer late at night, and you can just tell that, think about just the cumulative effect of days and days, years and years, hours and hours of different light wave exposure, you know, through the lights in your house and fluorescent lighting and things like that. We don't even know what it's doing to us because it's hard to compare because very few of us grew up without lights. <laughs> so sight is the ability to interpret information from visible light reaching the eyes. This is known as visual perception or sight or vision, says Deborah Rayburn in the Nutrition 101 book. So our eyeball, it's about the size of a ping pong ball. And what's interesting is if you ever said someone has really big eyes, all eyeballs are pretty much the same size. You just have different like the size of eyeball that you can see. So sometimes it seems like somebody has bigger eyes. They have the same size eyeball as you. You can just see more of it on some people's eyes. Eyelids protect the front of the eye. They close, they blink, and they spread a thin invisible layer of moisture called tears. Tears are produced by lacrimal glands, which are located in the upper outer corner of the eye socket. And once tears have moistened the front of the eyeball, canals in the eyelids send the tears to the lacrimal sacs and then remaining tears exit through a passage that leads to the nose. Did you know that tears cried for different reasons, look different and have different properties under a microscope? You should totally go Google that. But tears cried for anger or for sadness, grief, happiness. They all look different. It's so fascinating. Your eyeball has three different layers. The outer layer is the sclera. So that's white. It covers most of your eyes. Yes. <laughs> Still proud of that meme. One of my best pieces. Thank you for remembering. It. <laughs> if I had it pulled up, I should have thought to have it pulled up. I could screen share it to you right now, <laughs> but it is um, the sclera is attached to the front of the clear surface called the cornea. 
Then your middle layer is called the choroid. Again, not 100% sure that I'm pronouncing this correctly. If there's any, I, I want to say this is Greek. If there's any Greek scholars, please let me know. This contains the blood vessels that supply oxygen and nutrients to the retina. The inner layer is the retina, which is soft, light sensitive, and part of the nervous system. This is connect to your optic nerve, which sends signals to the brain. All right. In the middle of the eyeball is a jelly-like matter called the vitreous humor. <laughs> okay. Don't see what's funny about that. It helps direct light to the back of the eye and keeps a circular shape of the eyeball. Sorry. Humor, I think is just a, uh, Greek term for like, um, like matter, maybe fluid. I'm not sure. <laughs> Google scholars, please check me fact check me. Gosh, where's MSM when you need them? <laughs> All right. The cornea is a clear layer in the front of the eye. You know what? That's probably why Facebook stopped letting me um, post because <laughs> they're like, you know what? You've pronounced these words too many times incorrectly and you are misinforming America and you need to stop. <laughs> stop posting your horrible videos. Okay. The cornea is a clear layer in the front of the eye. The clear fluid right behind the cornea is called the aqueous humor. There we go. Another matter. I'm going to go ahead and say that means watery. <laughs> wow. Digging deep in our etymology today. <laughs> what Elaine? You froze, but, um, and even, Humor is actually a Latin word for liquid or fluid. And it originally referred to the four chief substances that ancient Greeks believed flowed through our bodies, yellow bile, black bile, blood, and phlegm. Yeah, that was Hippocrates, I believe, who put out that kind of, or maybe he wasn't even the first one to say it, but maybe he was just the first one we have who wrote it down. Um, so together the, uh, the cornea and the aqueous humor form an outer lens that helps to bend or refract light as light enters the eye. I watched all the science videos. Mom would play us science videos when I, we were kids. I was going to say when I was a kid, but there was a few of us and all the videos, I'm sorry, maybe I'm just stupid, but all the videos with like mirrors and pictures reversed and like light, I just honestly can never put that together in my mind. So I'm still struggling to understand the magic of how we see. <laughs> Judge not. Okay. So the circular membrane behind the cornea that gives us the color of our eyes is the iris. I have heard that some people, when they go through a detox, their eyes turn blue. Like, didn't know that. Um, their eyes can revert from whatever their adult color is back to blue, which is interesting because you think about it, lots of babies are born with blue eyes that then later change color, which is just totally normal. And I have no idea why, but I wonder if that's connected to why sometimes people's, I don't know. I, I need to find where I saw that it was in a book somewhere forever ago. And I can't really confirm nor deny it. So the little black circle inside the iris is called the pupil. This opens and closes like a camera shutter to let the right amount of light into the eye. Pupil gets bigger when there's low light and smaller when there's bright light. 
And of course we all know also pupils get bigger when somebody's attracted to something or someone. And so that's just an interesting thing. And then pupils, I think are also larger in little kids. And so we see it like biologically, I suppose we recognize it as being cute. So little animals and cartoon characters always have gigantic eyes and gigantic pupils (laughs) because our brain just goes, must be cute, (laughs) must protect. The lens sits right behind the iris. It focuses the light to form sharp sharp images. These are then directed through the vitreous humor to the back of the eyeball onto the retina. So muscles that help us to focus on images are called the ciliary body. And those muscles can get um, less uh, flexible over time. So that's where we end up needing... um, like maybe glasses, like I have glasses now or reading glasses or things like that, because that eye muscle is just not responding as quickly as it once did. It's super interesting that with nutrition, we can help that muscle because it does need some specific nutrients, um, which she does touch on in here. I'm super stoked about that um, because I can tell you of several people who have had their uh, eyeglasses prescription reversed after a couple years of nutritional supplementation that they didn't necessarily take it for their eyes, but then they found out that it was benefiting their eyes. So how do our eyes work? (sighs) This is the part that I just don't understand. I need to take apart a camera or an eyeball. (laughs) So maybe then I'll understand. (laughs) Serena's like, please. Okay, so when we look at an object, light is reflected off the object into our eye through the cornea, which then refracts the light. All right, I told you it was magical. Light goes through the pupil, then through the lens, where it's focused onto the retina in the back of the eye. Once in the retina, the image of the, whatever you're looking at, it's upside down. I told you in science videos, very confusing. The rods and cones help to detect the color and details. They send nerve signals through the optic nerve to the brain. What's interesting is this does not work as well in the dark. So if you notice when you're walking around in the dark, kind of everything's black and white. You're just sort of seeing things in black and white. You know, you pick something up and you can't really tell if it's like dark purple or black or gray or dark blue. It just all kind of looks black. Also, if you use red lights, like Sabrina was talking about earlier, um, we have headlamps for doing chores at night, which are nighttime in the Pacific Northwest at the winter time starts at like three o'clock. So anything you're doing outside, you need a headlamp for, cause you can't carry a flashlight when you're trying to hold things with two arms and the red light, bleh, the headlamps have a red light option. So I use them when I'm reading to the kids at night, cause I can read with a red light very convenient, much happy, super literary. And you cannot tell what any colors are. Like I have red nail polish on, but in the red light, you can't even see the nail polish. You can't see colors on the page. You don't know what color of anything is in the red light. It's just so interesting. So part of the brain that processes visual signals and interprets the messages is called the visual cortex. 
This is at the back of the brain in the occipital lobe. You know everything ends up in our brain. At this point, the visual cortex recognizes visual input and it turns the image right side up. As a kid, I always just thought this was so ridiculous. Why is it not just right side up in the first place? Why do we have to translate it? Why? Why God? Questions I'll be asking when I get there. Long list. <laughs> All right, some animals use both eyes separately to see objects. Humans use their eyes together. This is called binocular vision. Bi means two. Nocular means, <laughs> and is, ends just a connector in there, but ocular is for your eyes. I was gonna say something really funny about nocular, but honestly couldn't think of anything fast enough. So there you go. <laughs> the joke began, it never ended. All right, brain uses both of the slightly different images from your eyes to create a single three-dimensional image. Remember the Robin Hood cartoon where Robin Hood was dressed up as like a, stork or something and he has an eye patch and he shoots the arrow so excellently and wins whatever a kiss from maid marion or something like that and it's remarkable because he only had one eye which gives him he doesn't have that binocular vision so it's less accuracy so it's useful having the two eyes um interesting i do have a friend who um, was running as a child and with a friend and I forget she tripped on the friend or something happened. She fell and her eyeball came out. So she has one eye and she has a fake eye, which I never knew my whole, I've, I've known her since I was little and she's, um, like obviously older than me, but um, I never knew that she only had one fake eye. Maybe if you know, when you're really close, maybe you can kind of tell, but, um, she, it's amazing because when I will say it's really impressive, it's super impressive that you didn't notice or recognize it. My grandpa had a fake eye and it was always, am I looking straight? Wow. Like, is it looking, is it, is it matched with my other eyes? Wow. Straight? no my grandma my grandma told me he yeah he had that and when we would be driving like we would stop at like us like a stop and he would be like am i clear and he would go to turn and he would have to turn like way this way to like yes to see from the other way right right Um, right oh that's i never thought about that but that's and I, i also remember playing ball with him and like it, it was a really fun game because okay my grandpa only could see him in one eye so I would close one eye and you could see like the different like the ball would yes move because you don't have that full like, perception um my grandma told me later she was like you know he used to pop it out and scare people yes that's actually what she said she would do she would pop it out and freak people out um Claudia you know her pastor Sue so she would pop it out to um scare people surprise people as pranks um, she has a whole collection of eye related paraphernalia, um, old fashioned wooden eye. She's amazing sense of humor about it. She would always say to us, you know, like this with her finger, <laughs> uh, she's just really hilarious. Um, and, and always happy to educate people about it. Um, 
but it's interesting, you know, if you were to lose an eye at a young age, like she did, I presume her brain would have taken over and helped. Uh, whereas if we were to lose an eye now at an older age, it would be not like old, but as in like not under 10 years old, it would be harder to uh, adapt. Our brain would have a harder time adapting. So all the parts of our eyes and our brain that work together for visual perception, this is called the visual system. <laughs> I guess you guys didn't see that coming, but <laughs> always here with the surprises. So good nutrition is vital to help all the components of sight to work properly. I don't know why this is such a surprise to so many people. It certainly was a surprise to me. I suppose we think of nutrition as helping our digestive system, but it floors people when you talk about nutrition for their skin. It stuns people when you talk about nutrition for their eyes. <laughs> it's just weird. But um, the only thing your eyes have to work with is what you eat, basically. And the things that degrade your eyes power are the things you look at. So, uh, we, we clearly need to, uh, discuss this. So some people have misshapen lenses. So that keeps them from focusing on ob objects located near or far away. This is what we would call nearsightedness or farsightedness. I think I have nearsightedness, uh, because I mean, my clue is I always wrote microscopic print as a kid and I still tend to write in microscopic print. So. Um, probably nearsightedness. Um, glasses can be used to help with far away focusing, reading signs on the highway, etc. Once again, I saw a light come on behind Sabrina and I thought, why is there a light behind me? <laughs> this never gets old. <laughs> so some people can have uh, temporary eye problems, itchiness, fatigue, twitching, dryness, blurriness. They're usually short-lived. Some eye problems can be caused caffeine, stress, and fatigue. I remember when Gary was going through, there was a lot of just stressful events at work, comes with the job, and of course, working all hours, 30 hours a day or whatever kind of thing is going on. And he was drinking a lot of coffee and his eye was like twitching for like a week and um, not fun. <laughs> And then Jennifer Wright had posted about that happened to one of her kids and she grabbed an oil and it helped them. So I think that's what we ended up doing. I don't remember which oil it was. <clears throat> I probably couldn't say anyways, even if I didn't remember. So keep your hands washed to help stop the spread of bacteria or viruses responsible for most cases of pink eye. Um, also people... Um, just remember people are really into covering their mouth and nose right now. And they're forgetting that your eyes are also going to bring in viruses the same way your mouth and nose are just so you know, <laughs> um, we just met with an emergency room doctor, obviously the other day, um, for Gary, if you didn't know, and, um, he said, <laughs> Yeah, the masks are not going to help you at all. I'm sorry to tell you. We're like, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> so a sty is an acute infection or yeah. inflammation. Okay. Go. So we just saw this question. You know how, um, I don't know if you saw it, but I saw like, um, like official, official, um, like instead of like handshaking, they like tap their elbows together. Oh, please. And um, <laughs> we just saw this post about uh, people used to 
cough in their elbow and like shake hands, but now they cough in their elbows and touch their elbows together. <laughs> That's awkward. I don't know why that felt really relevant right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's well, this this is the thing. There are cultures that have had bowing down for quite some time. And then there's other cultures that kiss each other on the cheek. So I don't know. <laughs> Take what you want. <laughs> Handshaking is like in the middle, I guess. <laughs> We're this is the middle ground. Okay, a sty. This is an acute infection or inflammation of one of the sec- secretory glands of the eyelids blocking the gland. So when the gland is blocked, the oil produced by the gland occasionally backs up, and this can create like a lump. It can be painful. It could be paused, caused by dirt or dust, bacteria. It can grow, be visible. Or it can grow inwardly. It goes away once the blockage is resolved. Um, If there's a beam in your own eye and a splinter in your brother's eye, you have to take the beam out of your eye first. That's not in here. That's from a different book. Sorry. Oh, if there's an object lodged in your eye, it may require an eye specialist, an ophthalmologist for safe removal. (laughs) This is why it's good to wear eye protection when you're doing splintery things working with debris. (laughs) So lots of things can go wrong with our vision over time. Ultraviolet light from the sun can damage the lens and cornea. Also, interestingly, did you know that not getting sunlight on your eyes can be a contribution to um, skin cancer? I think we did talk about this a few episodes ago, but your eye actually takes in the data from the sun and says, oh, gosh we're being exposed to these lights produce some uh you know material in the body to help protect your skin of course it can't protect it ceaselessly you know you need to get into your cave eventually at some point but um it is interesting that always having our eyes blocked with sunglasses can prevent some of those beneficial rays from getting into our eyes we wear sunglasses and we walk inside to the fluorescent light store take off our glasses, stare at our phone, walk back outside into the blinding bright sun and put our sunglasses on and we just never get those beneficial rays. Okay, long hours spent in front of a computer can make your eyes tired, causing blurry vision. And I know, especially our teachers, I feel so bad. I feel like teachers are really getting hit triplicate hard with this right now. We're having to do gazillion of classes. If we think kids have to be on the computer a lot right now, think about the teachers because the kids are on, on computers for hours. And then the teachers have additional hours of planning, putting together slides and then meetings with the rest of the staff all on top of that. It just blows my mind. Um, one of the teachers on our team, I think she said she had 32 Zoom conferences today. It was just ridiculous. I felt so bad for her. And she's taking the Illuminize and she's wearing the blue light blockers. But, you know, it kind of, it's kind of bad because you spend all this time working on the Zoom on your computer. And then like, you can't just go chill on Instagram or watch a movie after that because your brain has had all the TV that you can handle. So no fun, <laughs> you know, I, although we should be reading books anyways. All right. Um, wind, dust, chlorine fumes, automobile fumes, freezing temperatures, physical injury. These are threats to good vision. Age-related loss of sight is common. It starts young, age 55 or older. 
So that's something to watch for. Um, Elaine talked about that right before we got on here. Eye problems can include cataracts, glaucoma, macular degeneration, and presbyopia. Um, Elaine, can you say, would you mind saying what you were saying about glaucoma before with, um, just, uh, this is, <laughs> I'm going to be very clear. This has nothing to do with glaucoma. This is just because she's aware and sensitive to eye health. She heard about an eye system supporting idea that she's doing and it has improved her numbers. So do you mind sharing with us, Elaine? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I have no problem testifying to what I've done that works for me based on some research that I did. So um, I have beginning stages of glaucoma, it's hereditary um, to both my parents. So I kind of have a double whammy. So I'm kind of destined in um, so I've been well aware of it for a long time and I've always, um, put my eye health, you know, at the top of the list, right? I'm always checking my eyes and I don't miss my appointments. I do, I do the thing. And so of course, to that end, since I, um, switched my life over to a more holistic life, um, in the last few years, it, it of course made sense to check out things that would be beneficial for my eyes in that arena as well. And as I was reading about, um, I was reading about actually a few times, I read it from different people who used frankincense oil to help um, with their eye health. Now, Pat McLean talks about Ningxia all the time for eye health. So I have to say that. Um, I've drank Ningxia since day one, and I believe that it, that was definitely has helped my, uh, my vision. Um, and I was also excited to see Illuminize come out because I thought that was important too. So I also take that too. But beyond those two things, um, frankincense. So what I was, what I had read multiple times was that people would put frankincense in their hands and then cup them over their eyes and then just blink, allowing the um, aroma, if you will, to penetrate the eye. And um, it, what I had read was that, that people had had really good um, results in supporting their eye um, and decreasing the pressure, which is what causes glaucoma in their eyes. So I started doing that about a year and a half ago, but not like that. So of course I'm a little vain as well. And I want my skin to look good. Um, I put it right I circle right around my eyes here and here, actually I do a lot of parts of my face, but around, and then I rub it in and I'll do the blinking thing for a little bit, but not, you know, I don't sit there and do it a whole lot, but I just put it around here and here and my numbers have come down. It's been great. That's fantastic, Elaine. And that's so simple and so beneficial no matter what's going on. Right. Claudio, <laughs> I just, looking Claudia's mirror, is like Andy on like a video game or something? I see like flashing lights. <laughs> I just got super distracted. You're muted. I don't know if you know you're muted. No, they're my new lights. Oh, um, Christmas. They're like a curtain, curtain lights. Mm. Oh, sure. Oh, that's awesome. Now we have to see. <laughs> they're awesome. Look, I'll show you. Look. Oh my goodness, uh -huh. that's so awesome. That's I could awesome. just see the flashing lights and I thought maybe he's doing a video game, but I thought your TV's upstairs, not downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So that's what it is. 
Awesome. Thank you, Elaine, for that tip. I think we will all be doing, I know we will all be doing that frankincense tip after we heard that because uh, raise your hand if you don't want your eyes to last as long as you do. <laughs> no, <laughs> we want our eyes to last as long as we do. Absolutely. So I, I have also heard of Sabrina said, I've also heard or read that. So that's a good confirmation hearing that from you, Sabrina also. And yeah, Pat has talked about how, you know, she got the driving with glasses restriction taken off of her um, driver's license. And so did another Karen also, who I think she's about the same age as Pat. They went, I think they went to chiropractic school together and they both signed up with Young Living about the same time. And, um, she also had her driving restriction removed. So that's awesome. I know she said how old she was. It's the free radicals that really hurt your, it's the free radicals that hurt your eye health. It, it, right. it really is so damaging to your eyes. And so of course, yeah. anyone who knows anything about Ningxia, it's an antioxidant. And so it kills all those free radicals. So right. Yeah, Karen, I think she's, um, I think she had told me she's like 60, 62 or three, maybe. Well, point being, she's not, you know, I want to say, I don't she's not like, oh, 19 and I had my driving restriction lifted. Fine. That's great. You know, it's like, this is good to hear. And she's past that age where they say age related loss of sight is common. So that's awesome because you know, it's actually related to improvement. And what I always tell people is if you can see improvement in your skin or something like that, just know that the work on your organs comes first. So if you feel like your skin is improving, God bless what's happening to your kidney and your colon right now. That's where the money is at for your body is what's happening in your organs. You are not going to see your cardio. Like you're not going to see passages in your heart improving you may notice that you have more energy and realize that by changing your nutrition, something is changing in your heart. You may not know exactly what, but Grinch, you know, it's hard growing. So cataracts are the leading cause of vision loss. Glaucoma is a group of diseases that causes damage to the optic nerve that Elaine referred to. Um, presbyopia is an inability to focus on objects that are close and age-related macular degeneration. This is the leading cause of blindness in the United States. My great aunt had that. It affects the macula. This is the area of the retina responsible for sharp central vision. So you don't have that like fovea sort of point. Very, it's difficult to see. It's like having, you know, a block in the middle of your eye. We've all seen those pictures in books. This is what it looks like if you have macular degeneration. Nutrition for a healthy eyesight. Let's, let's run through this so we know what to do to give positive care to our eyes. And that will be the end of today. All right. Healthy vision is related to the health of the individual parts of the eye. I know. Shocking. Just like everything else on these calls. Shocking and unbelievable. Hard, hard to process. The cornea, iris, macula, lens, optic nerve, pupil, retina, and vitreous humor. Nutritional support is one of the ways good vision can be supported even as we age. So nutrients for healthy eye support include, this means, oh, See, these glasses are like so loose. They don't actually stay up. It's super annoying. Um, nutrients for healthy eye support include, but are not limited to antioxidants, bioflavonoids, DHA, lutein, and zeaxanthin. And if you 
hop back in your mind to chapter two of unit one. You will hear us talk about omega fatty acids and you will know those are a big part of eye health as well, but they're not covered here. We're just going over one, two, three, four, five of the big ones. All right. Antioxidants, powerful nutrients. Elaine just alluded to these. These can help prevent macular degeneration. Like we just said, that's one of the leading causes of blindness. And guess what? When it starts <laughs> is when you should have already been supplementing for it, you know, for. Mommy, you don't have to do the end it. Oh, we'll take that to the kitchen so we can wash it. I don't know how long it's been on the windowsill. Um, so you don't want to wait until your eyesight is failing to start supplementing for it. You actually want to start where your eyesight is healthy. So it's easier to maintain the health of a body than it is to dig yourself back up out of a hole. So you're either like walking on level land and all is well, and you can keep getting the energy to continue walking or you can start in a deep, deep hole and you have to climb your way up out of the hole. That obviously takes a ton more energy and work to get to the top of the level land. Whereas if you could have just maintained, it would have been easier. So things- but Do it anyway, even if you're in that hole, don't be discouraged. Yes, absolutely. You can do it. So even absolutely. if you are in that hole, do it. Yeah, there, it. there is a saying, um, Bikram, <laughs> he's not, you know, <laughs> not a, a, a mentor that I necessarily recommend, but he does have some good quotes. And one thing he said that I love is never too old, never too late, never too sick to start over again. And I just love that because it is so powerful and forward looking. And, you know, if you're in a deep hole and you climb halfway out of it, that's a lot more sunlight than you had at the bottom of the hole. So think, sources of antioxidants. First of all, you can literally just Google this or text a friend. <laughs> what are sources of antioxidants? Berries, cherries, pomegranates, and ninja wolfberries are rich in antioxidants. I highly recommend the Ninja Wolfberry because there, there is the Ninja drink. I think pretty much everybody on here is familiar with it. If someone's watching on the replay and you're not familiar with it, it's a product Young Living carries. Um, you can get it from anyone who has Young Living. But Ninja, their drink, Ninja Red, is the most antioxidant-dense drink in the world. So the research has been done for you. You want the most power for your punch. It's right there. You would literally have to eat bags and bags of blueberries a day to get the same antioxidant potency. And that would come with a lot of sugar on the way in order to try to get the same antioxidant potency. Of course, I still recommend eating blueberries because they're wonderful and delicious. But if you're just trying to get the most bang for your buck, you can count upside down, forwards, backwards, and sideways. And the Ningxia is always going to be your best bet. So berries and cherries, these are concentrated with bioflavonoids. They can strengthen small blood vessels supplying the eyes and brain tissue with oxygen and nutrients. Eating blueberries has been associated with the reduction of eye fatigue. All right, beta carotene. Everybody knows what that comes from. So this is converted into vitamin A as your body needs it. Remember, <laughs> if you get milk, and it says fortified it, fortified it. Ah, if your milk says fortified it, I would recommend not buying that brand. All right. If your milk says fortified with vitamin A 
and D, which I feel like a lot of cartons that I see at the store say that, just know that you are not getting what you need. Vitamin A, if you flip over the box, I will guarantee you it will say vitamin A palmitate. This is a reverse image of vitamin A. It's not the same thing as vitamin A. You can overdose to toxicity on vitamin A palmitate and vitamin A because your body does not recognize vitamin A palmitate as a vitamin A. So it will convert things into vitamin A and you'll also be taking a vitamin A palmitate resulting in too much of this material in your body, which will result in toxicity. And um, vitamin A palmitate is not the same as vitamin A. (laughs) Getting foods from animals that were raised on a pasture, I will say this again, will provide a lot more health benefits than the same foods that came from an animal that lived under a fluorescent light bulb on a concrete pad up to their hips in poop. (laughs) Weird, but the health level of those two animals would be different. I feel like I say this all the time, but it's worth um, saying because it matters. So vitamin A is an important antioxidant. This resists oxidative stress, damage to cells and tissues, including your eye lenses. So, you know, when we were little, we would always say, if you want to see better, you eat more carrots. And so when we were little, we would grab a carrot. I can actually see better right now, guys. <laughs> we did that all the time. We were, we were pathetic. So when there is severe vitamin A deficiency, you get night blindness. So if you ever hear anybody say, I have night blindness, um, it's so funny. Gary will pull people over who are driving terribly and they'll say, oh, well, it's because it's nighttime and I have night blindness. I can't see at night. To which he always says, then why are you driving right now? <laughs> why (laughs) you can't see (laughs) why are you driving this excuse is not actually helping your case so uh vitamin a is needed to form retinol which is a light sensitive molecule found in receptor cells of the retina with a deficiency of vitamin a you just may not get enough light to permit proper vision and then the continued compounded building oxidative stress can result in the development of cataracts or Remember that that can damage our blood supply because we talked about antioxidants for providing um, blood supply, which brings oxygen and nutrients to our eyes. So, (laughs) do you want to join in? No. Okay. Where's daddy? No. Okay. This seems like a little bit fake now, but um, apricots are rich in nutrients such as beta carotene and lycopene. Um, I know tomatoes are also a good source of lycopene. And of course, carrots are a good source of beta carotene. Um, apricots, I know you could also get dried ones. Um, uh, get dried without sugar added they don't look as pretty or whatever, but who cares? So bilberries are also, um, those are used by British pilots. She says here to improve their night vision. So this seems to help with the eye health by increasing the blood supply to our eyes. So that's a good thing. I'll bet you can just, I wonder if they sell bilberries on Azure. 
What do you guys think? I'll have to look. Um, Bilberries Fresh and Bilberry Jams. These are tasty sources of vision nutrition food and you can buy them in capsules in most health food stores. I wonder, Sabrina, if this is something we could grow out here if bilberries grow in moist <laughs> environments like we have. Okay, DHA. Whew, hold on to your dictionaries here. I'm going to try and say the word. Docosahexaenoic acid. <laughs> All right. You're either cringing or you're cheering. <laughs> oh, Elaine was cheering. Thank you. <laughs> um, this is a fatty acid found in the retina of the eye. It can reverse some of the degenerative damage that comes with macular degeneration. So you see things all the time that say rich in DHAs, good source of DHA. They're trying to catch your eye and get you to buy the product to support your eye health. Um, remember it's always best to get your supplements in whole form if you can. Um, so small fish such as salmon, tuna, cod, haddock, sardines, these are some of the best sort food sources for DHA fish, fish, fish. So go back to the omegas, you know, your fish come with omega fatty acids and we just, we need a lot that comes from fish. I wonder, Mommy. oh, okay. Let's check your uh, oxygen. Good girl. I wonder if, um, you know, all the foggy, cloudy, gray places is where you get lots and lots of fish, you know, all the coastal areas, but that's also where you would be low in your natural vitamin D and things like that. I wonder if that's one way your body is trying to correct the issue. Anyways. Okay. Lutein, which I think I'm pronouncing that right, but I don't really know. Lutein. Lutein. <laughs> This is an antioxidant. It can help with preventing free radical damage specific to problems with the lenses, retina, optic Hi, nerves, and visual King. cortex. Good job taking your blood pressure. Yeah. So <clears throat> the foods, lutein rich foods that you'll want to be eating include <laughs> same things as on every other list, you guys, kale, collard greens, spinach, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, avocado, ninja wolfberries, organic egg yolks. The reason she said organic egg, yolk is, egg yolks is because eggs from a pasture-raised chicken are actually different than eggs from a factory-raised chicken. So the nutrition in them is different because what the chicken got as nutrients was different. Hopefully, for those of you who live in the Northwest, we will have a egg and herb CSA coming to a farm near you in the spring. We'll see. <laughs> So it's best to eat green leafy foods or vegetables with foods that are rich in healthy fats like avocado, olives, raw nuts, olive oil, coconut oil, organic eggs, and organic butter. And you'll notice if you're doing gaps or if you're studying ancestral health, they're pretty much always your greens will be either fermented or they'll be cooked. Very rarely will you encounter raw greens in an ancestral diet or any gaps um, diet very rarely will you see that, but, um, they'll typically be cooked with fats or served with fats, or if they are raw, then they'll be dressed with fats. Um, good night, mom. See you later. All right. And the very last one on the list, zeaxanthin, the carotenoid nutrient, the highest source of zeaxanthin is red bell peppers, but the second best source is the whole ninja wolfberry. 
Other food sources include broccoli, collard greens, green peas, romaine, lettuce, spinach, turnip greens, and zucchini. And it's in pretty small quantities in those. I have looked at some charts. Um, so get your red bell peppers in, get your ninja red in, um, because zeaxanthin is actually a nutrient that is sorely lacking in most of our diets. All right. And then just to add to your list, um, alpha lipoic acid, L-taurine, lycopene, N-acetylcysteine, quercetin, vitamin C, and zinc are also beneficial to our eyes. So those, of course, are um, supplements you want to be either supplementing with and or getting in your food is the best source, of course. And then what's bad for your eyes? <laughs> the same thing as is bad for everything else, trans fatty acids. So this is... Um, <clears throat> margarine marketed as a health food, you guys, but notice it's toxic to every organ in your body <laughs> and all your senses. <laughs> so trans fatty acids, um, partially hydrogenated food, hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated. Here's a test for you. Try to find a mayonnaise brand at the store that doesn't have soy, safflower or canola oil in it. Um, or any hydrogenated oils. It's actually quite challenging. Um, so hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated oils like soy, corn, palm, safflower, or sunflower, those are not good for you. And double check, this is a really clever marketing trick people do, but it will say on the front of the package, made with olive oil, okay? I'm going to pick on mayonnaise because that's an easy target. And then you pick up the mayonnaise bottle and flip it over. And if a first ingredient is hydrogenated safflower or canola oil, and down the line, you will find the olive oil that it's made with. <laughs> so that's totally legal in marketing, but it does convince people. They think, oh, I read somewhere that olive oil was probably better for you than whatever the other thing was. And I'll get that one. And they pay more for it. And it's it's, it's rude. It's, it's bad. It's evil. All right. Um, vegetable oils, which are in baked goods, like donuts, pastries, cookies, and fried foods, like French fries, tempura, fried fish, and fried chicken. Ah, so sad. Processed foods like white rice. You can actually make your own mayonnaise pretty easily. Yes, you can. And <laughs> In case anybody's looking for a Christmas present for themselves, what you want to get yourself is Vitamix is coming out with an immersion blender. My mom sent me a picture of that a little while ago and I instantly sent it to Gary and I was like, yep, this is what I want for Christmas. Thank you. We've gone through three immersion blenders in this house and we put them to the test, but they are my favorite way to make mayonnaise. Although you can make it in the Vitamix. I just prefer the immersion blender. I feel like it's better. Um, so, uh, white rice, pasta, bread can worsen eyesight, especially as we age. And so the carbohydrates with a high glycemic index can cause age-related macular degeneration. And that's like 90% of pe most people's diet. Um, high glycemic foods cause a faster rise and fall in blood sugar levels. And this is also associated with an increased risk of diabetes. Don't play with those peeps. Thank you. Um, uh, researchers 
um, estimate that up to 20% of the cases of age-related macular degeneration could have been prevented if the patients had eaten less processed food. That's crazy. All right. Any questions or thoughts on the food? There's an entire section of recipes for your eyes and vision power, fresh carrot and fruit juice or smoothie, super tonic, which is actually what I'm making for Gary today. We got all the ingredients. Well, we all actually had almost everything. We just had to get the horseradish, um, garlic, rosemary, pesto, garlic, bread dip. Mm -hmm. Love that garlic dip is good for my eyes. Onion and garlic poultice, veggie tacos, grape nest salad, apple slices, carrot apricot muffins, and carrot and wheatberry salad. Yeah. If you have the new edition of Deborah's book, it's on page 132 on. There's a couple pages of delicious recipes. So definitely check out those recipes and avoid the computer and your phone. And if you have to be on them, you know, what are you supposed to do? Take breaks every 30 seconds or something crazy to look far away, focus on a tree in the distance, find a light pole to look at somewhere far away. Mommy, what are you doing over there? I don't know. Wear blue light blockers, get your room as dark as possible at night. No red lights, no blinking lights. Recommend the desert mist as a night um, diffuser because you can turn all the lights completely off. Um, try to avoid having cell phones in your room when you sleep or when you wake up <laughs> and eat all the healthy, yummy things. And our next discussion will be unit four, which is the skeletal and, um, muscular, muscular, muscular system. I always want to say musculatory, but I know that's not a word, so don't judge me. I acknowledge it's not a word, but I still wish it was musculatorial system. All right. And remember next month we are <gasps> taking December 22nd off. I'm sorry. You won't get to talk about health that day, but you will be enjoying that entire week. Just resting in the joy of Christmas. <laughs>